Okay, so jumping back in, we're at episode 117, and Satya Morthy said, was waiting for episode 117 to post this. Was it 117 degrees in the studio? And it's a link to Izzy Stradlin, 117 degrees. I think Izzy Stradlin was in Guns N' Roses, correct me if I'm wrong. And I didn't really like the Guns N' Roses side projects or pre-projects or anything like that. I liked Appetite for Destruction. And I know Satya is a huge Guns N' Roses fan. Mm-hmm. And I like Guns N' Roses more than the next guy, if the next guy's Chris Farley. <laughs> but um, I'm actually not familiar with this song. I definitely never heard of it before. But you with, like you should, because you're so into the uh, temperature references. <laughs> Like, you should just go look up this song and make that your theme song and have it play every time you walk into somewhere. I'll consider. I mean, it was August, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was 117 degrees. Oh, definitely. And it it was so hot in the studio in the summer. Don't get me wrong. There was a few days that I literally was just going to quit. I was like, quit everything. Well, no, just quit the podcast. Just quit the podcast. Yeah, I was like, I just can't do it. It's too hot. Who do I who do I want to replace you with? Oh, intern Kelly. <laughs> That's fine. If you quit, I have a... I have a uh, you have another Joanna. It's seamless. Nobody yeah, would yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just go to intern Joanna. But then do we have to change her title? Or do we call her intern Joanna on the show? Uh, do you think she's secretly... Like she's positioning herself to become a host on the show? Ooh. Um, now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is th- that's an interesting point because she does look a little like me and a she little does, like yeah. Julie. Mm-hmm. Huh. She's a combination of you and Julie. I've, I think I'm on record of saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, back to the tweets. <laughs> um, Caitlin K tweeted in a picture of um, her dog in a crate and said, after weeks of painting, packing, moving and bird camping, I'm finally catching up on Pace Nation as I unpack slash dog proof the house. So this is her dog. This is a brand new dog. Yes. She adopted a dog. She bought a house. She bought a house. Not as significant as adopting a dog. (laughs) And she adopted the dog because of Pace the Nation. Yes. The dog's very cute. It is, yeah. He, But he he has this look on his face. If you haven't seen this tweet, this is what a dog looks like when he's like, I'm in a cage. Please don't take my picture. (laughs) That's what that dog's saying. That's exactly what that caption says. Um, all right, Midpack Biped said, "Why is September twenty fourth not called Center of the Universe Run?" He is, of course, is referring to the Clarendon Day ten k five k. And I think if you listen to our latest episode with Lisa Reeves, you'll realize it's because Farley doesn't make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of competent people that make this organization run in the background. Well, also, like it's been called Clarendon Day for quite a while, so to well, like change it up. Wasn't Clarendon, Clarendon Day an actual event? Yeah, it yeah. is. On Saturday. Yeah. yeah there's a yeah. real Clarendon Day. Well, and Satya Morthy also pointed out, um, because it's only called that in Run Pacers Head. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I didn't even need to say anything. Um, Satya Morthy asked on August 16th, unsure when next tweets episode will drop. But Sometime five months later. <laughs> <laughs> but will there be a happy hour after Clarendon Day races? Uh, <laughs> nope. I think he's asking for next year. Oh, yeah. we, we're very close to the the, the, the next Clarendon Day race. Yeah. So, so now we're planning eight months ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're not just behind. Like, we're yeah. ahead. Just like Joanna's uh, Christmas present. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what's the answer? You have to check with intern Joanna. Yeah, intern mm-hmm. Joanna. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, all right. Michael P. Miller said, too bad no Pace Nation episode to listen to while I run the Outer Banks, though can we check North Kakalaki off the map? And it's a picture of him in his Pace Nation shirt mm-hmm. on a beach. Yes. Well, not any beach. North Kakalaki. That's kind of fun to say. Yeah. If you say it three times, you actually go there. <laughs> That's how he gets there. But the problem is that it's a very circuitous route to get back. Mm. Oh, so it's not easy. It's not, not a direct. Easy. It's not a direct uh, city back. You have to name like seven cities <laughs> to bounce before you find a wormhole that brings you back to Northern Virginia. Ah, got it. Um, all right. So Pace Nation tweeted out during the eclipse. So we're already to the eclipse. Mm-hmm. I had already forgotten the eclipse happened. <laughs> Sorry. It's one of the best days of my 2017. All right. Well, we tweeted out and said, it's a big day for the sun as it experiences a partial eclipse when the moon partially obscures its view of the center of the universe. And then DC Dog Runner said, Pace Nation got jokes. And then it was a picture of Kevin from The Office laughing, giggling, yeah. really. Did you guys like The Office? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for a more resounding, yeah, that was a good show. That was a, <laughs> that was a good show that stayed on for two seasons too long. It did that's, stay on That's, too I long. think, what what yeah. like factors into my decision yeah. is kind of the end of the show. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed the earlier seasons. When it was in its heyday, when they were knocking it out of the park, it was so good. Yeah. 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 And it is very much like a real office. I don't know. I've never worked in a real <laughs> office before. You can come visit mine. I, I would rather just think that the paper company the dunder Mifflin paper company is <laughs> what it is um all right and then satya morthy said as a super fan listened first thing this morning glad williamy dox is back and looking forward to the kate fagan interview next week i believe that he tweeted this this alert came in while my computer was still uploading the show i have no idea how he got like all this information um, so Chris uh, McBritney <laughs> tweeted in and said, because Farley loves when people tweet him in the news stories. And then it was an article about Mike Rossi charged with punching a woman. I can't believe, did we not talk about that on the show? I, we didn't. I, oh, I didn't so. even know that until I uh, put this together. He, of course, was the Boston Marathon dad. Yeah. Who took his kids out of school and it was like this whole big internet thing um, because his kids needed to like see him run Boston and then it ended up that he didn't, he cheated his way into Boston. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole big internet sensation yeah. for people who don't know. You can I, go read about it. I think people are, first of all, I think people are tired of talking about Mike Rossi. Yeah, I, I know I am. But I will talk about him. Uh, <laughs> he says he's officially hit rock bottom. That's the quote here in, in this thing. Like, do you get like a document when that happens to make it official? Is there a ceremony? Uh, what's going on? Yeah, you, nothing. Nothing. You, you get a bunch of rocks. You get. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, going back to Daryl General, Chris Bouquet said, "Finally caught up post vacation. Loved this episode. Easily one of the best up there with Foreman and Favor Hamilton interviews." <sighs> Except I was there for the Foreman and Favor Hamilton shows, <laughs> so maybe third place, just for that reason alone. All right, so let's do um, the dog experiment, which, of okay. course, was when Docs thought that London and Luigi would run to him instead of their proper owners. <laughs> Did I say that? I feel like you were pretty confident going in. You mess with me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that I actually thought that London would run to me and that Luigi would run to you. 
Okay, that that's was, what I thought too. I I thought for I was like Luigi will go to Joanna, but yeah. I was like I'm not sure if London was gonna go to Farley. I was like he might go to Docks. I think that I think it could have been also London would have run to uh, a clothes rack and knocked it over, <laughs> you know. So. Um, well, and some of the poll results where Michael P. Miller said, depends if no one else is there other than you three, he'll go to whomever he wants to play with. If a large group of unknowns are there, Joanna, um, DC dog runner said me, <laughs> um, Andrew said main takeaway in this week's pace nation, William E. Docks and Jotorius DC should construct future trials and perhaps not run pacer. Yeah, and if you don't remember why, like Farley was talking about like the control and the experiment and all this kind of <laughs> stuff, and he was using terminology in, in absolute wrong manner and convinced that he had it right. Ooh. Uh, JT Running said, I think a control would be setting a pack of random dogs loose in the store and seeing who they go to. Do that experiment. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, we could get the DC dog runner to help us with that experiment. He, yeah, when, when he's going five deep, he should just bring them all in and take them off the leash. Um, and then Maggie B said, "Thinking Run Pacer needs some light reading, perhaps a page from a seventh grade science textbook." And the page is about experimental and control group. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade education. <laughs> and variables and constants are there too. Yeah, it's great. It's it's hilarious. This page has absolutely everything that we were trying to explain <laughs> on this one page it's like the absolute best picture um and then you responded and said 2017 book number five <laughs> here he comes. oh yeah that's a good one pretty funny tweet by me um and then we got a picture of caitlin k with her new dog and said new pace nation experiment is a pace bump the result of the t or the dog help run pacer what are the controls and variables <laughs> Uh, again, this show is ruined by Farley's illness. That uh, everybody's taking taking jabs at him, and I want to make fun of him, but I also feel bad that he's not here. Yeah, to defend himself. I'm, yeah, I'm torn. Um, should we have a bar about it? Have a bar. Let's, I, I am feeling really upset about this. Let's have a bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're gonna go to the peanut butter and chocolate bar. Oh, interesting. I thought this would be last. No. Um, no, the other one looks decadent. The, yeah. the one we have not yet. The last one is, is decadent. Mm. So this was made with Joanna in mind. Mm. And this is actually a new recipe. Oh. Um, so it's kind of like a peanut butter blondie. Essentially, it's, it's a peanut butter dough with chocolate chips in it. And then it's a chocolate ganache on top. Joanna's making a mess. <laughs> I lost a chocolate chip. There's a lot of chocolate chips in there. But yeah, it's it's for the peanut butter chocolate lovers mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'd say this hits the mark. <laughs> I think this is the one that needs milk the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, Joanna, do you think that's your your leading candidate, or do you not want to let everybody know? Mm, I don't want to let anybody know. Okay, I'm guessing that's going to be your your number one pick. Um, did I ever tell you about the time that Whole Foods didn't have any peanut butter? Yes, so we can move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead and tell us. I didn't tell it to you. I'm not sure how Whole Foods runs out of peanut butter. Right? That's what. So I like to. I used to always go for a run and end at Whole Foods um, on P Street and do my grocery shopping on Monday mornings. And one time I'm there and they don't have any peanut butter. So any of their their brand peanut butter, not like the little guys, not the big ones, not not the fancy ones. Yeah, not creamy, not 
crunchy. They didn't have any of theirs. Mm-hmm. They they um they only had like the Justin's peanut butter. Do you think that uh, simply Eve's was on a baking on a baking <laughs> on a baking bender? And um, went and just just uh, just put her hand on the shelf and just peanut butter by the yeah. pallets. Yeah. So I will say that I wasn't because I bake with Skippy. <laughs> oh, Skippy. So. Ooh, that's a great question that we didn't ask. Yeah, I regret asking that. Can you can you bake with Peter Pan peanut butter? I have. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. What What's the difference? Is there just different? I don't. I don't know. I I think it's because I grew up with Skippy, mm-hmm. and so to me, that's that's the peanut butter brand I like. I have used Jif. I have used um, Peter Pan. Um, I'm sure no one else can tell the difference, but like, I still miss my Skippy. I don't know if it's like they have. A, I don't know if it has a little more salt in Skippy mm-hmm. than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Back to the salt. Do you think they yeah. use sea salt? They probably use sea salt now. They didn't always. <laughs> I'll check my label when I get mm-hmm. home. They got to stay on trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just to really quick finish my story. So that's thing, that thing's still going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Farley, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll finish. So, um, so I'm staring at this wall. There's like no peanut butter. And finally I'm like, Oh, fine. I'll just get almond butter. So I get almond butter, but normally I buy like the big peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I do this every Monday and I typically have the same guy ring me out. And like, sometimes we have like, you know, little conversations. Mm-hmm. So when he's checking me out, he like sees the almond butter and he goes almond butter. And I was like, Oh, there's no peanut butter. And he's like, Oh, I know you like those big ones. So then he just, he gives me the almond butter on the house. And oh. I was like, I was like, oh, this is like great customer service that mm-hmm. he gave me the salmon butter on the house because you know almond butter is like kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. But then I was also like, what does that say about me that he knows that every week I come and buy mm-hmm. like a twenty-four ounce peanut butter? Mm-hmm. You like your peanut butter. I like my peanut butter. But don't you think that that guy was like hitting on you? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he was just being nice. Nice. Some people get regular coffees a certain way, and you get your peanut butter. Exactly. I get my peanut butter by yeah. the po- by the pounds. I thought I thought he was gonna like shut down the store and go out and get you <laughs> peanut butter. Drive to another Whole Foods and bring it back, or, or go to the back and be like, because there's no way they don't have it in the back. Um, I did ask. You, you and know they, what? Maybe it was like a recall. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I was really maybe they cons- saved your life. <laughs> I was concerned because I had read an article not too long before that about how the peanuts are in danger and like that would affect peanut butter <laughs> production. You th- so actually you know what um that's how you're gonna find out we're not gonna get a warning that we've run out of peanut butter they're not gonna be like guys we have six more months till the peanut butter is all gone it's gonna be gone and they're gonna be like we, we knew for a while but we didn't want to start it you know we didn't want to have six months hysteria but that's probably good for me i need to just go cold turkey i don't want to know when it runs out i just want to not have it available and i'll I'll get through it. When when uh, the world runs out of peanut butter, we'll, we'll go sweep your neighborhood and look for you in an alleyway, <laughs> like full, you know, curled up in in the fetal position with with the with the shakes and and sweating. Somebody somebody just put a blanket over her in that alley. <laughs> All right, so back to the tweets. All right, if we have to. All right, so Kate Fagan. Let's do the Kate Fagan show. Let's see how far we get. Okay. Okay. So um, Kate Fagan said, I joined the good folks at Pace the Nation podcast to talk about her book, What Made Maddie Run. Mm -hmm. What's crazy is that we had already recorded the show, and she still used the the term the good folks. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, it wasn't like, I'm going to join the good folks at Pace the Nation. And then later on, she could be like, well, I I didn't meet them yet. You know, so that's why I chose those words. 
Um, I do like in the show description, you said, spoiler alert, Joanna is out of town, so the boys naturally hold a book club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. I never read that. so that's I didn't listen to this one because I wasn't on it. It was so good. I bet it was. I'll go back and listen. Um, it's not good because of us. She's just a good guest. <laughs> just like the Daryl General show. Dixon Mercer's not good. It's the guest was good. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that because I don't want him to take my spot. That's fair. Yeah, uh, she's very good. Uh, uh, Midpack Biped said, running in eclipses, a lot of time to think, and it's fine. Episode 119. I like that he hashtagged the episode. That's such a good practice so that we know what it's... Uh, but I, what I believe was was like Farley could not believe that I drove all the way down to South Carolina just to watch a, a celestial event. What did you think of that, that I did that? I If you had the time to do it, I thought it was awesome because why not? It's like one of those things that don't it doesn't happen every day. Right. Um, so I have a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> especially then. So, you know, if you have time on your hands, I thought it was, it would, it was a great thing because I feel like here you didn't get to see it entirely, <laughs> right? It it was also cloudy that afternoon, so part of it seemed like, oh, it's just a little bit darker because of the exactly. cloud cover. But I'm telling you, an amazing totality yeah. is such a big difference. Like, totality mm-hmm. is amazing fruit. So good. We'll have to plan a road trip, I think. I think so. I know people that are going to, like, rent a boat and go out in the ocean and do that. I think that's... That's a bad idea because when the when the totality comes, the sharks are going to jump on that boat and get you. It's <laughs> <laughs> when you're most vulnerable. Okay, so also talking about Gabe Fagan's interview, JT Running DC said, listened on my run this morning. Great interview and topic. Looking forward to reading the book. And Chris Bouquet said, another, another tremendous episode. Well done. Just bought the book. I hope uh, we get some royalties. <laughs> I, know, I was just you know? thinking that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan said episode 119 was moving, starting the book this weekend. Thank you for talking about such an important topic. Um, Maggie B said reading what made Maddie run. Thanks for the, the recommendation. As a former collegiate runner, I find myself relating to Maddie's story more than I thought I would going through the book. It's a great read. I'm recommending it to all my friends with kids. Let's let's say this. Maggie B had to split that up into two tweets because she had more than 144 characters. If, if she had tweeted this now, she could have just gotten all of that in one tweet. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now the tweet show is going to be even longer because now everyone can tweet <laughs> Because more everybody characters. has more words, yeah. <clears throat> um, and Andrew said, just started reading Kate Fagan's book, What Made Maddie Run, after hearing her story on Pace the Nation, and I'm already moved. Uh, Midpack Biped also sent us a meme that said, Totality for the win, the best short run I've ever had. And then it had the clips. Very 2017. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then um, on Labor Day, so we're already into September. Woohoo. Yay. We tweeted out and said the long Labor Day weekend is perfect for catching up on episodes of Pace Nation. What are your favorites? Wait, before we find out from our listeners, let's ask a listener, what's your favorite episode? Simply Eves. And Joanna, you be thinking because I'm asking you the same question next. Um, I think my favorite episode actually to date is the hundredth one, um, where you got you brought in the super fans and talked to them, and you know I think that's kind of what makes Pace the Nation so great, um, is you know your fans and you know people who tweet in and you know call call each other out on or catch whatever mm-hmm. Dax's joke was or yes. you know educates 
helps educate Farley on something <laughs> that he didn't know. So um, I think today that's why, that's definitely my number one favorite episode for sure. Cool. Yeah, that was that was a fun episode, and we br- we brought everybody in. Mm-hmm. I think it was we recorded that on a weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, that was fun. Okay, Joanna, your favorite episode? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have a favorite. Uh, probably Tom Foreman. If everybody's special, then nobody's special, Joanna. All right, so Tom Foreman is probably the mm-hmm. specialist. Mm-hmm. The most special. Everybody's special, but Tom Foreman's a little bit more special for you. I I really enjoyed the Kate Fagan episode. No offense that you weren't there. That's I don't take any offense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, some of our listeners said JBM said his favorite episode was British accented host episode, mainly because it was a riot, but also because it illogically irked Run Pacer. Yeah. See, we could have finished this whole episode in Italian accents, but we wouldn't have gotten the reaction from Farley. So there's, what's the point? It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting under Farley's skin, what's the point of doing anything? <laughs> Uh, Satya said any episode with Sandwich Todd plus the episode with Tom Foreman and of course number 100 you guys that's your favorite episodes <laughs> you guys are simpatico with, with Satya yep although Satya was on episode 100 so that may also influence I think his, that influenced his him by the way Satya sent me an email uh, I dropped the ball completely so I'm going to issue an apology to Satya for our episode 138 I didn't reference the Simpsons 138th episode spectacular which they they had like a random when they hit 138 randomly they they just made like a big deal out of it <laughs> and uh I really should have done that and Satya anticipated it and I I just disappointed him by Aww. by not referencing that at all mm-hmm. what a big miss by me so I, I, I apologize I apologize to Satya I apologize to Charlie Ban, who also was thinking the same thing, I'm sure, even though he didn't express it. And I apologize to anybody else who, who uh, um, was let down by me. I, will, I can only try to do better going from here forward. We're holding you to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Blake referenced an article in the DCS, the best DC podcast by and for locals. Um, and he said about it needs more pace nation. Good call, Nicholas Blake. Um, Satya Morthy said, whatever happened to the sweatshirts and the new logo? And then, uh, Joanna said, and the happy hours. <laughs> so Pace Nation tweeted out, you've been asking for it. And now Pace Nation can also be found on Facebook. And, uh, Michael P. Miller said, Hey, now don't try to blame me for this. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's a good one. But is it his fault? Michael P. Miller's that we're on Facebook? I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> I blame, I'm going to still blame him for it. Usually when people say don't, like, no offense, yeah. you know, the phrase no offense, mm-hmm. then they say something very offensive. Right. <laughs> it's like, no offense, but you look terrible today. <laughs> well, why, how, why would I be offended by that? Constructive criticism. Remember, remember when Lisa said to me before the show, that wasn't no offense. <laughs> <laughs> um. In the South, they would have followed that up with "Bless your heart." Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, Satya Morthy said, "New Jersey is better than Virginia." End of story. I concur. Then why are both of you guys living down here? End of story. <laughs> Go ahead and concur. I was born in New Jersey, but yeah, I left too. So, where where are your roots in New Jersey? Uh, I guess Central, like New Brunswick. Well, that's a shame. Joanna only recognizes North New Jersey. Well, that, that'll that count. 
North Central. Yeah. That'll count, but but my southern roots don't count. Also, I used to live in Fort Monmouth, and she won't recognize that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the way it goes. Anyway, so Andrea R. said, just checking in on the Pace Nation sweatshirt. Any news? Any ETA? Thanks. Well, I'm very happy and excited to announce that they came out a long time ago. Um, and Satya said pumpkin spice PTN sweatshirts. Fall release. I didn't realize people were um, jonesing for the sweatshirts so I know, much. Yeah. Well, we, we like promised them like last spring and then they didn't show up. It took like six months for them to come out. And I think when we advertised them, we're like, any minute now, hoodies, you know, and and then we didn't, we just didn't talk about it for six months. Mm, that sounds like us. That being said, that I don't think anybody wanted a hoodie during the summer months. <laughs> oh, glad that you clarified. Glad that you. No offense, right? No offense. No, but I, I don't think anybody wanted wants a hoodie. the hoodies. I don't think they wanted wants them in the summer. Hoodie. So I think fall was probably the better. Yeah, that's release. why. That's why we waited. It was a good release. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, all right, so Mark Naylor said, Hey, Pace Nation and Run Washington, water bags are all over Africa. Not a new idea. I use them while training for the Liberia Marathon. So, and you remember that Charlie, they didn't have any cups, and so he had to fill a bag up with mm-hmm. water after his long run and thought that he was onto something. Uh, Maggie B said, Since Wamey Docs lost the Judge Judy contest, does this mean he's going to have to get a dog of his own? And what did I say? I will enter more canine cussy battles until I'm <laughs> one. Oh, so you still haven't won one yet, huh? No. 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 I, I like being a dog sitter, much like my parents like being grandparents. Mm. Because eventually the dog or the children go back to their respective homes. Mm. Right. You get all the fun and none of the, mm-hmm. you don't have any of the responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael P. Miller went traveling again. He said, check off Big Sky Country, was using the sounds of the podcast to scare <laughs> off bears. It's a good idea. It's a good point. Do you think, now, Michael P. Miller, were you doing that uh, at double speed, at speed and a half? Like, do you have to speed us up to scare off the bears, or is it just enough at regular speed? <laughs> I think it just has to be loud, right? Like, you, if, if there are bears, you, just, you need to be loud. Yes, you, and you, you tell the bear in a very stern voice, go away, bear. <laughs> Um, oh, and here we have Chris McBritney again, mm-hmm. who says, I listened to all 121 episodes in 98 days. That's got to be some kind of record, right? I feel like it is. Yeah. Uh, if somebody else has bettered that record, let us know. Uh, but and we'll we applaud you. Let's, Farley likes doing this. Let's all applaud. <laughs> Excellent. Very, I mean, we're humbled. I'm wondering when you say you listen to all 121 episodes, does that include the bonus tweets? Because we this is episode oh, 139, right. but for a while there, we were pumping out two episodes a week. It might be up to like 200 episodes in 98 days. Even more impressive. Tweet. Tweet in and let us know. Yes, and we'll, we'll read it next September. <laughs> Uh, Sandwich Todd said, running my first half this Sunday, perhaps I make my triumphant return to the show after the race. (laughs) (laughs) That was also back in September. That was hopeful. (laughs) I love how timely our our responses are. We can actually do another Simpsons reference since Farley's not here to to not let me do Simpsons references. But there was a, a time when Marge Simpson sent a painting of Ringo Starr to Ringo Starr. And then she never heard back from him. And it, it, 
she lost her confidence to be an artist. And then like 30 years later, Ringo Starr was replying to all of his fan mail, but he just had so much. He's one of the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, he had so much. <laughs> he had so much fan mail that it took him like 30 years to write back. But he finally wrote back and said, oh, this is such a great likeness. And uh, I really appreciate it. And you, you did great. And sends it, sends her the letter. And the butler's like, sir, are you really going to read all of these? And if they took the time to write me, I'll write them back. So this is, we're basically Ringo Starr here. Oh, definitely. Like getting yeah. back to everybody, not in a timely <clears throat> manner. But, you know, they took, the, they took the time to tweet us. Then we'll certainly respond. Yep. So sure, Todd, you can come be on a show in September 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you also explained who Ringo Starr was as if Farley was still in the room. Oh! <laughs> Zing! That's a good question. Put that on the civics question questionnaire. <laughs> okay. Who's Ringo Starr? And where does he come from? Yeah. Um, all right. So Brian Knight tweeted in from the Washington Post, and it was about the weather, and he highlighted, there's little to complain about unless you don't like warm weather. And Brian said, already looking forward to next week's Pace Nation pod. Yeah. We do talk about the weather. Uh, and Satya said, also sounds like run pacers should watch Spirit of the Marathon, right, Jotorius DC? Um, he should. Why? What is it? Um, it's um, it's a documentary about Chicago Marathon. I can't remember what year it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it follows like Dina Castor, somebody doing like their first marathon. It fo- I think it's like five different people that it follows their training leading up to the race and then how they perform in the race. It's kind of like the the series that HBO does. What is it where they follow the hockey team before the classic? Mm. What What is that show? I can't remember. I, I'm blanking on it. That is such a good show. And uh, you at the end of it, they're like, what happened in that show? And you're like, well, I think one guy was Christmas tree shopping and then another guy like went to band practice. It, it's like a ridiculous – like if you explain what happened, you're like – this is absolutely nothing. But the, <laughs> but the announcer and the music and the way it's shot and all this kind of stuff, it, it makes like Christmas tree shopping just seem like the most interesting thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marathons are very interesting. All right, fine. I'm going to go back to DuckTales <laughs> well, and, and uh, Simpsons. Well, lucky for you, Brian Knight also tweeted in, Hey, Pace Nation, did you know that today is the 30th anniversary of a certain show? DuckTales? Yes. <laughs> From September 18th. We're, we're into September. I we mean, are in September. We're, we're killing it right now. So Carter tweeted in and said, just heard Augustina's Boston, and it reminds me of how Run Pacer thinks this song represents a certain city in the Northeast. I know. Do you remember that, Simply Eves? Yeah. When, when we had the conversation before the Boston Marathon, we had to pick right. which song, song we thought or... encompassed Boston. Yes. And Joanna hits it out of the park, and Docs hits an even longer home run. And then Farley tries to bunt, and he bunts foul on the third strike. He's out. Yeah. That was – I was like, really? That's the song? Yeah. Um, we also had some feedback from Farley's fall in the store, which happened in September, when he, like, tried to jump over the bench, and then he, like, hurt his knee. And, yeah. And he was really sullen about it. Yeah. He um, embarrassed himself in a bunch of high school kids <laughs> when he's trying to play it cool. Um, Nothing worse than than looking like an idiot in front of a bunch of high school kids. Well, Scott Silverstein, who who is a coach, mm-hmm. he tweeted in and said, "If you need some steeple help, I can give you some pointers Saturday at DCXC." 
And I, I'm assuming that he means at the DCXC in a future Saturday. Yes. <laughs> 2018. 2018. People love to plan really far in advance. I know. I know. Yeah. We have a lot of good planners in this uh, community, Pace the Nation Nation. Uh, Satya tweeted us a picture of Pace the Nation. Is this, this is on iTunes, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it's a screenshot from his phone. Mm-hmm. And then for the category, it has amateur. <laughs> yes. And Satya says, love that category. Amateur hour here. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Andrew tweeted in a picture of him with his medals at Clarendon Day. So he did both races and said, thanks to run Pacers for double the fun at Clarendon Day run 5K and 10K. And great meeting Jotorius DC from the wonderful Pace the Nation little shine yeah um and do you remember meeting him i do yes Mm -hmm. and you're not and what'd you guys talk about pace the nation (laughs) (laughs) um actually i think we also talked about the weather (laughs) (laughs) was it hot that day yes he he knows you very well and he's like like you know i know exactly what to say that will make her stop and talk to me and he's like hey joanna uh how about this weather (laughs) sure is hot out here (laughs) So Maggie B tweeted and said, Edison was homeschooled by his mom, a teacher by choice. Thomas Edison was in remedial classes, not kicked out. He was also a butthead. Yes. Uh, a lot of fact checking going on there. I don't know if you remember, Farley read this Facebook story that was oh, going right, around, right, right, yep. which is like uh, about this, this fake note that he kept all of these years and finally read. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know why we bothered to keep I that think in the show. Because it, it made Farley angry. It was one of his social media things uh-huh. that, in like three more months, he's gonna post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's gonna start posting that story. I love, I love today when he was like, "Look, I've never claimed I'm not a hypocrite." <laughs> that shuts down any argument I have. Yeah. Like, I, there's nothing I can say after that. He posted. So I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but he posted a that feeling when post. Oh. No, I missed it. To which, which there was a whole series of like people just uh, trolling him on Twitter about that feeling when, that feeling when, that feeling when. Ugh. Right. I didn't like it because I was um, outraged at his hypocrisy. But I guess you it didn't... you didn't like what his post. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like actually like it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I no offense, but I'm so sorry that that's in our vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. Well, let's just do a couple more and mm-hmm. then we'll get to the last bar. Oh, so starving. Yes. Lauren Soto tweeted in and said, after listening to episode 123, I fully understand Run Pacer not wanting to talk about number twos. What's his stance <laughs> on number ones? Hashtag curious. Uh, this was in response to the mad pooper. The mad pooper. The yeah. woman in Colorado who is pooping on people's lawns. I know. It's such a, such a, a crazy story. story. Yeah. Um, it, which which we don't need to keep talking about. I'm I'm I think I am also on record that I don't like to talk about that. Um, what do you guys think the Farley stance would be about talking about number ones? I don't think he wants to talk about it either. I do. I think it's one of his favorite subjects. Really, I don't really feel <laughs> no. like it's it's in his stream we, either. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take that Joanna, out. Take that out. did you do that on purpose? So Did you do that on purpose? No, it just <laughs> that just happened. 
That needs to be an Easter egg. Did that just happen? That just happened. No way. Well, because he's always talking about, he says Lane. He says Lane. But I was thinking, I was trying to think of what he he uses. Yeah, he says it's, yes, it's out of his lane. (laughs) Out of his lane. Stay in your lane. Well, I think, I think you just. We're all delirious because we've been doing this for almost two hours. We need to go home. I know. All right. Uh, Last, last one. Um. Caitlin K said, you don't need an elevator speech, but a 140 character tweet instead. Will Run Pacer want 280, though? And this was in referencing to crowdsourcing the PTN elevator speech. Have you, have you guys noticed how many of these tweets are directed at Farley? <laughs> like, he's, when, he's, when he's here, I don't, I don't realize it as much as, like, his absence, you realize that everybody's just interacting with Farley here. Um, well, I should just mention some of the things that people did tweet in. Um, a running-related podcast about problems, preoccupations, and pets. Alliteration. Yep. Oh, that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the winner. That's the one that wins. All right, well, talking about winners, let's taste this last mm-hmm. bar and then get some votes going. All right, so the last one is a s'mores blondie. Oh. So it's got graham cracker, it's got chocolate, it's got marshmallow all wrapped into a blondie, so no need to, you know, have a campfire. Um, mm. You can have this any time of the year. It's pretty dec- It's pretty rich um, because there are chocolate chips in the batter, and then I also, like, put a few Hershey bars, like, cut up on top. There's marshmallows, again, also in the batter, and... Um, on top and then while it's the graham cracker crumbs in the batter I also break up the graham crackers to be on top so what's the glaze on top it's actually the melting of the marshmallows but there's also Mm. brown sugar Mm. Um, so it kind of brown sugar so the melting of the marshmallows kind of helps gives it that little like butterscotchy melty topping to it butterscotch Mm. yeah there's no butterscotch chips in it but it's a result of the brown Mm -hmm. sugar and the Melting of the marshmallows. Mm-hmm. That's what butterscotch is, is marshmallows combined with brown sugar? No, but butterscotch does come from brown sugar. First of all, brown sugar is so delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little kid, <laughs> I used to go into the, to my mom's uh, pantry and open the brown sugar sometimes and just take one of those chunks of brown sugar <laughs> out and just eat it and then like walk away. It's a quick sugar fix. Mm-hmm. We, I didn't eat much candy growing up, but but I would attack the brown sugar thing. And I think that nobody ever noticed that. Mm. I'll ask my dad and my sister. <laughs> my mom doesn't listen. I'm ready to vote. Yes, let's get the voting out of the way. Uh, first, I'd like Simply Eves to predict. The order? Well, it's going to be different for the both of you. I know. So go ahead and predict what you think uh, will be the five, four, three, two, one. Um, well, so I think for Doc's, the brownie's going to be five. Um, I don't know. I think, I think the s'more is going to win for Doc's, and I think the peanut butter one's going to win for Joanna. And I think everything else is just going to fall in between. Fall in place where it falls. Yeah. All right, Joanna. Number five. Brownie. I think my number five is the raspberry beret. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason is it's it's a it's an excellent bar, but I don't like the taste of raspberries. Mm. Ah, and and so that's enough to put that into fifth place. Otherwise, I told you I'm a sucker for the crumbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so five was was the raspberry beret, and because the brownie is just so delicious, it's not a cake brownie. <laughs> 
And for me, I would just say that I don't prefer chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't prefer chocolate either, but I like it in this form. Mm. Okay. Number four, Joanna. Um, raspberry. Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. My top three are tough, and I think they're going to be a little shocking. Mm-hmm. I, I say that I like the top three a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to put the s'mores <laughs> at okay. number three. That's wrong. Listen, I'm uh, going to say that my like one, mm-hmm. two, three is like a photo finish. Or any on any given day, they could finish in a different order. Actually, yes. That is probably okay. very accurate. Okay. Uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, number three is the most delicious Rice Krispies treat I've ever had. And that's number three. Also, you, you, you're you like complimenting all of them when you do this, like when you rank them and you feel bad. Like it would be ter- terrible if you'd be like, well, four of these are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all very good. They're all very delicious. Being top five in this competition is an honor. Yeah. But number three is the Rice Krispie Treat. For you. Well, what's your number two? I This is going to be a little shocking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the peanut butter at number two. <gasps> That's correct. The peanut butter is number two. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Eva, this is you make great things. This is no slight on you. It's just, um, I think I had too much peanut butter today. <laughs> mm. I had oat- So any given day, you are right. Yeah. Because yeah. I had oatmeal this morning and I put peanut butter in my oatmeal. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And then I was eating peanuts as a snack. So we did this wrong. Like at any good competition, you would, you would have the, the number one and the number two together. And you put the camera on both of them, and then you would announce the winner. And it's assumed that the one that's not announced gets second place. But now at this point, everybody stopped listening because they know that the number one for me is the brown sugar butterscotch. (laughs) And the number one for uh, Joanna is the Rice Krispie Treat. Yeah. I just really, the salt in the rice krispie. I love rice krispie treats. Like, I and think, you're a sucker for trendy sea salt. I'm a sucker <laughs> for trendy sea salt. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll have to try it with the pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, to try to get me to like it more. No, I mean, if we're going to try trendy salts, I mean, might as well try the one that's trendy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, wait, wait. Before we before we close this out, we need to guess what Farley's plate would be. What his ranking is. <clears throat> Okay. Um, was there a plain turkey sandwich on the plate? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be his number one. I'm going to guess that he agreed with Joanna. Rice Krispie Treat, number one. Really? Okay. Well, I, I just think that... that uh, I guess Rice Krispie Treats are kind of like the plain turkey sandwich of the uh, bar world. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't think he has a complicated palate. Yeah. But he agreed with you when we did the cookies on the number one cookie being the compost cookie. Oh, yeah. uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I, I also think, then I'm going to say that this the one s'more. is, is, is uh, number two for him. I'm, I'm going to guess that brownie was four for him and, and the raspberry crumble was number five. Five, yeah. Because I, I could just see him not liking raspberries. <laughs> uh, and, and I think that the peanut butter would be number three just because that's where it fell in line. Yeah. But you, would, you may would, be right. You may be right about the the rice krispie treat not being the top billing for him. I don't think it will be. But I mean, we'll I'll pack him up a box and then he mm-hmm. can let us know and maybe he'll, he'll, he'll tweet he'll in his tweet answers in and we'll read it four months from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell him to to write it to Pace the Nation so that we make sure to put it in the document. Right. Uh, and if you tell him when when we give him the 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 bars. 
if you tell him that he needs to make a list, he's 100% in. He loves lists. <laughs> and then this is very suspenseful for all of our listeners. Yes. Cool. Well, Simply Eves, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for bribing us. Um, of course. <laughs> you know the secret to putting a tweets episode. It's all about the food. It is about the snacks. Uh, so thank you very much. Delicious. Uh, I wish I was as talented at something in my life as you are at baking. Uh, but we can all strive, right, Joanna? <laughs> or just give up. Yeah, that's probably easier. <laughs> all right. So that's the tweets of a couple few months. I hope that you really savored this episode because uh, it could be a while before you hear another tweets episode. Can you open it for me in the other room? Like a monster it's, over there? No, it's half and half. It's a, it's an Arnold Palmer, so you got to shake it up so that it's not... Right, it's not all... One's here and the other's here. I like to think that, too. I wish that Chris hadn't spoiled that for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Chris is the worst. Chris, how are you feeling? Man, I still have a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's the way it came out. <laughs> I thought the the... Chances that intern Joanna showed up tonight for bars was actually pretty high. I'll be disappointed if she's not here. But I thought she had to show up with a sign. Uh, she, I'm sure she already has a sign made. <laughs> and then let's surprise them and do a tweets episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right.